Hooray Run Podcast Episode 30. Leah O'Connor joins me, James Rogers, in person for an expansive conversation covering her running career and much more. A former Michigan State standout, Leah won a national title in the mile and 3,000-meter steeplechase as a Spartan. Pause. If you're not familiar with the steeplechase, please search YouTube 3,000-meter steeplechase highlights, barriers, water pit, seven and a half laps, nearly two miles, a grueling race. Leah's 918.85 personal record in the steeple set in 2016 makes her the fifth fastest American woman ever in the event. Back at MSU, Leah was a member and leader of the 2014 women's cross-country team that won the national title, the school's first women's cross-country national title. Fantastic team, coached by Walt Drenth. The Spartans won the title in dominating fashion. We discussed that team, that season, more of her big-time collegiate races. After MSU, Leah signed with Adidas to run professionally, and it's been a roller coaster ride as a pro since signing in summer 2015. Several injuries after a healthy collegiate career, a move to California in there, a move back to Michigan, now based in Grand Rapids. Leah currently runs for the Gazelle Elite Racing Team. She's sponsored by Hoka, coached by Dathan Ritzenhine, one of the best American distance runners of all time. The day after we recorded this conversation, Dathan announced he's withdrawing from the Chicago Marathon. A big-time bummer. I note this because later in the conversation, I mention how he's building up for Chicago. Unfortunately, Dathan, day after we record this conversation, announced he's no longer running Chicago in October. Wish you the best, Dathan. Setbacks are a part of Leah's story and a focal point of her Medium.com writings that made waves online. I wanted to make this conversation more of a celebration of her highlights, a reflection on her outstanding, impactful career thus far, some of her more euphoric runs and seasons. We do talk about her darker times. Struggles take hold of us in this life. For Leah, her struggles have put her on uneven, confusing pathways, leading to improvement clarity, wisdom. Hear how Leah, now 27 years old, is finding joy in Grand Rapids and keeping to it, gaining stability. We talk mental health, faith, writing and journalism, her dog Harper, her hometown roots and family support. Leah and I met at a pub for this conversation, so bear with some of the background noise. Still fine quality. Let's get to the talk. Well, before we do, my friend Mikey a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you gotta drop that beat for us. I just told you before this, you're... you're college running resume is just too robust to list off all the accolades how many time big 10 champion all-american two-time national champion yeah individually individually in track yeah mile and steeplechase would you say most people know you or about your running career would say steeplechase yeah i would say yeah um if you know about the mile and kind of remember that but i think Overall, steeplechase is a little bit more memorable of an event sure. for me. So, did you win four Big Ten titles in the steeple? 
Yeah. Did I read that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Red, red-shirted freshman year. Yep. That was planned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then four straight Big Ten titles in the steeplechase. Does, and I'm jumping straight to college. I told you I'm going to do a timeline of yeah. like childhood into high school. But I'm just – question is, do you have one of those steeplechase championships, Big Ten, mm. that stands out the most for you? Was there one that just rocked your world more than the others? You know, I think – the first time I ever won a Big Ten title was in Steeple, and I think that will always stand out to me a bit more just because it was, like, the first time that I had a breakthrough race. And it wasn't because it was spectacularly fast. I think it was, like, 10.08 or something like that. But I just – I did not expect myself to win that day necessarily. And so to pull off the win and see myself as a champion for the first time, it just kind of, like – it opened up new doors in my mind about like what I was capable of as an athlete. And I just remember coach strength being so happy and yeah. the whole team being really excited. And I think that one was really, really sweet just because it was my first title ever. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was uh 2012. Yeah. 2012. Is it crazy to think sometimes I think back to my college days and it's like, that's seven years ago. Yeah. 2012 was seven. <laughs> graduated from high school in 2010 yeah so next year is going to be 10 year anniversary i was just looking at a lot of your writing too doing research for this interview and and that's 2014 15 a lot of that writing you said even before we got the mics going here like i don't really remember all all that i included on that like yeah okay i don't blame you that's like half a decade ago a lot of that writing yeah um and so that first one, most memorable, that yeah. first steeplechase title. They were yeah. all fun, but absolutely. That one, I was just a baby, you know. Yeah. So that's that's a question to to start it off here early. We are in a we're in a pub here, as I said. So we got some ambiance going around. The Lions are playing. So if you hear any sort of ovation or eruption, that's the just Lions scored. Yeah, they're just pumped about their football squad. It's it's an NFL Sunday. What do you expect? <laughs> so Leah, I was reading a lot of the writing, as I said. And this is, like, right off the bat. I mean, you're born in Croswell. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you weren't born in a hospital. Oh, no. Can you explain (laughs) your birth? (laughs) Well, I was a very fat baby. (laughs) I really was. I was nine pounds, eight ounces. Yeah, just a chunk. Um, But my mom was a nurse. She was an ER nurse. So she... Um, had given birth to kids in, I'm one of six, and she had given birth to her first three, my siblings, in a hospital and just struggled with the experience. I think it was just not for her. And so Mm -hmm. she, there was a midwife and she (laughs) had it planned. It wasn't like (laughs) (laughs) I just made this aggressive entrance into Uh. the world. Um, She, yeah, she decided to have me at home. And I guess it was like a really good experience my dad was like mowing the lawn when she was in labor and she called out to him like george <laughs> it's go time. time and he was like let me just finish up <laughs> so every year on my birthday he mows the lawn in my honor oh um, no kidding <laughs> but yeah yeah i guess it was it was good for them and i was fat that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> grew up on a farm yep so dad was was he farming at the time of your... Um, I mean, it's... At that point, I think he had gotten out of dairy farming, but yeah. he was a dairy farmer for a really long time. Okay. And we kind of had a hobby farm. Yeah. I did 4-H growing up. We showed sheep. And, yeah. And uh, 
yeah we always had okay. animals and stuff going on yeah a lot of running around scampering about a lot, a lot of, of outdoor time scampering all over. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of land out there yeah okay 30 acres so, okay um, back in the woods and we we're on like some of the best running you could ever find it's just flat dirt roads as far as you could okay go. so it's okay awesome and a running family too yes from what i read listened yeah. to Mom and dad both mm-hmm. runners. Yeah, my dad ran in high school a lot. Um, he never went to college because he was farming. Um, yep. But I think he could have run in college if he had set his mind to it. Okay. Um, and my mom ran in college. Um, she was more of like a hurdler, 400-meter runner. So, okay. um, And she started running when women weren't really... I mean, they were just starting out in track. So she mm-hmm. like really had a love for it and... Um, when my parents met, that was something that they first connected on was running. Cool. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. And one of six siblings, Yeah. how many of you ran or still run? Is it just yeah. in the family genes? It is. Okay. I have one brother who has um, bad knees, so he does not run, but he's active in other ways. But okay. my sister ran at Central Michigan, my brother George ran at Oakland, and my little brother Andrew ran at Michigan State. So. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Went for it. Yeah. When did you, early on, and I'm sure this is a question you've been asked a bazillion times too, but when did running really click with you? Was it just from, like, early days running Mm -hmm. about? Was there a fun run? Was there a half-mile run, a mile run that sticks Uh, out in your mind? I think... A lot, I've actually talked to a lot of runners who have shared this sentiment when we mm-hmm. were little kids and did the mile fun run in like gym class or the mile timed run yeah. in gym class. Yeah. I uh, kind of picked up then that I was better at it than most of the other kids and I just kind of had this passion for it. Yep. Um, but my parents would go do 5k road races and my dad especially was really into them and instead of getting a babysitter i think they'd throw us all in the the, the, the mile fun run yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yep. and i would race against my brothers so okay. yeah i had uh, a love for it early on mm-hmm. but it was more about like just running fast and winning like, sure that was like my thing it wasn't sure. i wasn't logging mileage per se i was just getting up off the couch and yep run my little heart out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah competitive from an early age yes <laughs> a lot of your writing it comes off as really transparent vulnerable you're open there's always this real competitive spirit even within the writing too you just admit it too about your competitive side yeah um, i got a name for you here this is a blast from the past so i don't know if you remember writing this but what what does the name nathan cornwell mean nathan to you? cornwell <laughs> My what's that what's that about <laughs> I kind of know what it's about, but tell the listeners. He's actually a really sweet kid. Um, <laughs> Do you know him still? <laughs> he contacted me, actually, after I wrote that, because he was like, oh, my gosh, I really? remember. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I'll see him at our reunion that I have to plan. Um, but, yeah, he and I used to race each other in that mile. Yeah. Uh, timed run in gym class, and yeah. he was the one guy I wanted to beat. Um, <laughs> and I just... I would have probably gotten sick before I let him beat me, but... Yeah. It sounded like it, from what you wrote. Because yeah. you said, I still remember the one kid who was my competition on that day. Like, I can't remember the names of a lot of the girls I race against now, but I can still remember wanting to beat Nathan Cornwell. Yeah. 
he's a pivotal part of your story. So that's, yeah, he, he reaches out to you. He's not part of Leo Connors. I wonder if he still wants to race me. We should, <laughs> <laughs> I should contact him. I hope he follows up to Let's this run episode. Let's Geiger Elementary. I'm that would be incredible. <laughs> we would film that. We would, we would have a whole crowd out there. Sixteen oh nine meters. <laughs> Come on, Cornwell, answer the call. <laughs> and then uh, late, uh, oh, I guess I, I could go into high school too. So, tell us where you went. Right in the hometown, right? Yeah, hometown. Yeah. So born and raised. Yeah, whole childhood. Yeah, stayed in Croswell. You told me Croswell, about the like Z Cros because I said Crosswell. I think. Yeah, Croswell. It's Croswell. Yep, yep. <laughs> Croswell, Lexington. Yes. Okay. So it's. Croswell's small. Mm-hmm. Lexington is also small. So they just combined Croswell and Lexington. Gotcha. And made one school district. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was raised, born and raised in Croswell. Was there all through my, um, yeah, K through 12 experience. Yep. So, yep. yeah, it was a good place to grow up. Would you say junior and senior year or just junior year was the launching board for you to consider collegiate running or did you kind of have that in the back of your mind during success in middle school into even freshman sophomore year high school middle school no middle school I was like pretending to be a cat under my desk I was not like I was I was out of it like I was just a crazy little goofball um didn't I like (laughs) (laughs) um high school I freshman year I remember I started track and I was like doing the, I think I was doing the 300 hurdles and my coach had encouraged me to try the 800 my freshman year of high school. And then sophomore year, I ended up getting third in in the mile and Mm -hmm. in the 800 at States, I think. Or did I just get third in the 800? You're looking at me like I know. Oh, I don't know every how much result from your you high did. school. I did. I know junior and senior year, the big ones of winning 800 and 1600. I got third in something. I remember. <laughs> Leah's being looking like, at me like, "Yep, third, and I can name the two girls right in front of you." You can't remember. But it was. I, I mean, I'm sure you're pretty accurate there. Yeah. From it what was, you remember, Division Two, right? Division State two, meet. Yeah. I feel like you were. <clears throat> I got took third. bronze. Yeah, and I remember that was a big deal. Yeah. Um. And then I kind of made it my goal the next year to go out and win a state title. And winning both of them was a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run in college. It's just a matter of mm. where um, yep. and if I could get a scholarship or not. It, like being in D2, I wasn't running like exceptionally fast, especially mm-hmm. not compared to how fast kids are running nowadays. Yeah, but, oh, it's um, insane right now. Yeah, yeah. but I... I knew I wanted to run in college at that point. I was not training very much. I was running okay. maybe like 20 to 25 miles a week, if that, yep. um, just racing my little butt into shape. But yeah, because we raced so much in high school, too. Yeah. It's oh like my two, gosh. three meets a week. Yeah, I forget yep. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are like your wow. workouts. But yep, exactly. And I do like three or four events and it, yep. Yep, eat Bosco sticks for lunch. <laughs> Ooh, calzones and Bosco sticks. <laughs> yeah, those are the days. But it's a diet, uh, high school. That's when I decided. All those hot lunches. <laughs> so gross. Did you bring cold lunch a lot? Would you bring in? No, I always no. had hot lunch. Always having the punch yeah. card or yeah. the meal plan. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. Did you? So cross country in high school. All state. Yeah. Success. Yeah. Uh, junior senior year, were you 
Do you remember top 10? Were you... The highest I placed in cross country was 13th. 13th, One okay. year I was... One year I passed out like 300 meters from the finish line oh. in MIS. And they put they took me away on a stretcher and put an IV in my arm. And it was like so traumatic for me because it was yeah. the first time I'd ever had like a big like disappointment in a race. Right. It was like in the paper and I remember it was being so sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was state me. Yeah, it was scary. My okay. mom and dad were there. Um, I just, I think I was underfueled or something or like mm-hmm. not hydrated well enough. Um, and just, I've actually heard other people with stories like that just melting down in the last little bit of at MIS for some reason. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a really tough course there. Yep. But um, yeah, so the the highest I placed was 13th. I think okay. I ran like 18.35 or 8 or something like that. What, do you okay. know what it was? No. <laughs> Come <Stop> on. <laughs> No. No. Okay. <laughs> Once we get into college, professional, I can I can help you with the times a little bit more there. I Admittedly, didn't dig through the MHSAA archives <laughs> before this. Shoot. <laughs> All right. Eighteen thirty. Yeah, somewhere in the eighteen thirties. Yeah. You'd say you'd more you were more inclined or more excited for track in yeah. high school. Oh, by far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like. Because you 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 write too that you like to go fast. But you write that in your log or. Yeah. On the WordPress, your blog there. I thought I was a sprinter for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> devastating to find out that I was not. <laughs> like, I was just like, Leah, honey. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. no. It's not going to work out <laughs> for you this way. What did you say earlier? You just said you were doing like 300 hurdles or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was early on? Early that was freshman on. year high school? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And okay. then she... There's a reason that didn't work out, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. She pushed me to the 800. <laughs> Bless her soul. What year cross country was it? And I don't know. So what year? What year? Don't ask me what year it was. You when know. you when when you uh, <laughs> three hundred meters from the finish. What state meet was that? Was that junior year? I think. Did you come back senior year and have a have a uh, solid all state performance? May have been my sen- senior year. I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. It's a blur. It's a blur. I can. I'll add a little little break yeah, here. Yeah, a little side note. Since uh, Leah's memory is. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about 2014 being a while. So 2008, 09. I kind of blocked it out. Over a decade ago. Side notes here on Leah's high school career. Her sophomore year, 2007 state cross-country meet. That was her 13th place finish, all-state Division Two. 2008 state track meet, third in the 800, third in the 1600. Leah's junior year, 2008 state cross-country meet, no result. 2009 state track meet, first in the 800, first in the 1600. Then Leah's senior year, 2009 state cross-country meet, 96th place. Bounces back in the spring, her final track season at Croswell-Lexington, 2010 state track meet. Repeats as Division II state champion in the 800 and the 1600. Track senior year, you're you're double state champion. Mm -hmm. 1600, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, 1600, 800. 3,200, did you did you do much? Like I said, I thought I was a sprinter. This <laughs> is getting me to do the two-mile. Eight laps was yeah. just... <laughs> um, no, I would, do the, I would do that if they needed points at yeah. like, uh, just regular meets. But I got I some points for you here if you yeah. need me. Yeah, but I would not specialize in that no. um, in high school for some reason. Okay. Yeah, was well, not high mileage enough. Were you, would you say you're, you're a, a student athlete in high school? 
as well as, I mean, at MSU for sure. Yeah. But like class came to you pretty naturally. Yeah, yeah. Throughout your schooling good, years. Yeah, yeah, I was a I was a good student and um, I was like well rounded as well. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, was, you played multiple sports, right? I did or, for a little while. Okay. I was class president. Um, I was in like the conservation club and the yearbook committee and just mm-hmm. tried to do other things other than just running and. All those pretty, extracurriculars. Oh, so yeah, so yeah. nerdy. It's um, great on a college resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> application at least yeah um so yeah i stayed busy and Mm -hmm. uh really enjoyed having a lot of stuff kind of um on my plate and had a lot of fun yeah in high school life at home too kind of wild with five yeah siblings six total kids mom and dad farm do you remember just being uh kind of immersed in family too throughout your whole childhood growing up through high school yeah I'm All really the time. close with my yeah. family, like super close with my siblings. And, yep. Um, we drove each other crazy when we all lived together. And okay. Yes. Like we love each other <laughs> so much, but we it's a three bedroom house, so I shared a bedroom with my sister and my brothers all shared a room, and my parents okay. obviously had their own room. But it just you know not a mansion, and we would annoy yeah. the crap out of each other <laughs> um and closer I, quarters as soon as as soon as one would leave and go to college it'd be like so sad you know it, yeah. it, it, I, I remember when my sister left i was like so thankful she was leaving but then when she was gone i missed her oh, yeah. so much <laughs> don't know what you have till it's yeah, gone yeah, so yeah. I, i'd say we all got a lot closer in a different way when we all okay. graduated and left sure yeah sure do you feel like a lot of your competitive nature comes from yeah i sibling. always wanted to beat them and yeah, i'm yeah. kind of like a sibling competition yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah. so i need okay. the attention <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone's striving for the uh-huh. the pedestal yeah sure when did you start getting approached or getting letters calls from colleges pursuing you for their programs out of high school um junior year it was like pretty uh, intense. I think I, I, I remember getting letters and then my f- parents didn't want me to get distracted by it. So I'd like kind of pass it off to my coach and my coach okay. was taking care of it all for me. I remember. And I thought that was it's really like your nice. Agent. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Leah, the don't worry manager. about this. Yeah. Just run and, and go to school, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which I thought was really sweet. Um, sure. Yeah. So I remember Again, it's kind of blurry because it was so long ago. It's mm-hmm. hard to remember the exact time frame, but I, yeah, I remember junior year. I was really thinking about it, uh, just like end of sophomore year, junior year. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's there. no secret. I'm not revealing anything that you chose Michigan State here. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> I did go green. Breaking news on Herrera on podcast here. <laughs> Who else were you? What did you have it whittled down to? Or was you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind? Oh, U of M. Oh. Gasp. <laughs> that is a gasping a moment gasp. here. Was it those two? Um, at at the end, yeah, it was okay. uh, Kentucky, U of M, and MSU. And then I decided I didn't want to go out of state, and so it was between U of M and Kentucky, MSU. though. Yeah. Kentucky intrigued you. Yeah. Okay. Um, coaches visit down there yeah i and i had a fun visit okay and i liked the coach but i got the sense that he wasn't going to be there that long and then the next year he left so i'm kind of glad i trusted my gut yeah. there but yeah um 
I really wanted a coach that I knew was going to be there the whole time I was there and somebody that would like saw my potential and could develop me all throughout my college career and yeah. I saw that at both U of M and MSU so okay it's kind of a hard decision to be yeah. honest. Yeah. You don't have to tell me exactly what made you choose Spartans over Wolverines. Don't yeah. want to start any um, you know 20 that was oh, just 20 that was 9 years ago. Yeah. So I don't want to backtrack into any uh rivalry <laughs> there was nothing that inducing <laughs> decisions here <laughs> yeah. but we we know of the michigan state michigan rivalry yeah. when you're racing against these women throughout your whole college career is it really like i mean you want to beat each other but yeah. off the track off the cross-country course even now yeah are there a lot of michigan al- alum that you're friendly with cordial with yeah yeah, yeah. I, I really like them they're <laughs> okay. very nice thanks for being honest <laughs> yeah no even in college it was kind of like uh, we're not supposed to be buddies. Because yeah. It's like the stigma. Like, yeah. But barrier between I had you. friends that went there that yeah. I knew in high school. Like I was close with Brooke Handler and sure. I knew Becca Addison. And yeah. when I was on my visit, I really got along with the girls. So it was, they're all really, really great. Um, and a lot of them are running post-collegiately. So it's kind of yep. cool to see Michiganders out there still crushing it. Sure. Yeah. Walt Drenth. No, I mean, just saying the name, you could probably talk an hour and a half. Yeah. Coaches you at Michigan State all four years? Mm-hmm. Five. Five. Yeah. Five. Took that That's extra true. lap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he came up in your writing a lot, too, and I had some quotes from him and just what he did for you in terms of the mental approach and also just making you tougher. Mm. I mean, showing you the ropes. I think all of us who ran in college, we can really tribute not just running lessons but just really beyond beyond running into our life um talk highly of your teammates really every year you were there what what was uh, give me give me a walt drenth anecdote or something he told you early on or a story early in your career and then we'll get into more your final two three years there when you really found success on success on the national stage um anything early on Coach Drenth that yeah. yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. came in uh guns a blazing as mm-hmm. a freshman and I was I came from being kind of a a bigger fish in a little pond to a very, very small fish in a big pond and yeah. it was overwhelming for me at first and I can be scary too. Who, who like, can be scary, like how oh, how much yeah. success yeah. runners have in high school and then they mm-hmm. get to the collegiate level and it's like yeah there's a lot of good runners around here i remember just being like i don't know how i'm ever going to develop to be Mm. at you know the level that the girls that were running at um at our at our meets were running especially in cross country i remember just being like i'm never going to be this good like i can't i I couldn't even get better than 13th at the state meet yeah yeah i'm never going to be that good at this and i remember being at uh the big 10 championships they were in wisconsin and I was cheering, true freshman, just mm-hmm. didn't really know what was going on. I was just following my teammates around the course. I was like, this is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And my teammate, Emily McLeod, won the individual title, and then they won the team title. Mm. And it was a really, really big deal for the team. And my coach, like, Walt was just so excited, like, so excited yeah. in this moment. And I came up to him and, like, gave him a hug or something and he looked at me he's like this is gonna be you mm. like that's mm. gonna be you someday Ooh. and I remember being like oh whatever you say chills 
Yeah. <laughs> but also. I yeah. Eh, maybe. <laughs> I was I was barely like running thirty miles a week and just yeah still that freshman do, year yeah didn't even like mm-hmm. cross country yet and yep. he was like you're gonna win a Big Ten title mm. in cross country and I was mm. just like planted okay. a seed of belief yeah <laughs> yeah yeah from your coach though here in that. It was. I remember walking away, just feeling like ten feet taller. Like it okay. was. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, and a little scary. Yeah. Just sure. like, oh, he really thinks a lot of me. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the next year, you're winning a Big Ten title in the steeplechase. Yeah. yeah. What was cross country like that first year? Um, um, your so your sophomore year at Michigan State, your second year there, but your first. Yeah. True running year. Yeah. We we won Big Tens as a team that year. I. Think thing did um um, yeah there was (laughs) it was I remember it was still like a it took me a few years in in college to develop into eventually winning big 10 cross country it it still wasn't the most comfortable to me but I like made the team and I was running at the meets and it was you know one of the top seven yep um I would say yeah I just I had to develop into it and get stronger but eventually I did Yep. Yeah. You did. I did. You did. And I'm sure going off of the Big Ten titles in the spring then in steeplechase and going into, so how many national races did you run steeplechase? Um, three. Three of them? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, So you're just, you're really, you could say incrementally gaining confidence with each year at MSU. It was just basically the more work that I put in and the longer I was there, yep. the better I got because I stayed injury-free and it was just like I was able to just stack more and more work on top of what I had already done and mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. my times drop and I was doing things that I did not think I was capable of kind of every year. I was surprising myself. So yeah. it was cool to see what was possible um, just by doing like basic stuff like you yeah, know yeah. like stacking mileage and yep. doing a little bit of weight yep. weight work um and just being consistent it was cool to see how my body reacted and yeah yep. it was awesome and having your teammates there every step every mile of the way really i would not have been able to do it without them <laughs> you wrote a whole two or three i think blog posts about them and what they mean for you and mm-hmm. the encouragement even being for the most part one of the top runners from your second year there on, mm-hmm. but also how much it's not like you were just on an island or you two or three of you were no. crushing it. It was just a whole. I was getting my butt kicked a yeah. lot of the time. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, not in some in some events, no, but in a lot of ways, yeah, in workouts especially. Yep. And up into my senior year, like Rachel Shoeless was yep. crushing me. Not, I mean, really pushing me in tempo workouts and, and stuff that I was not necessarily comfortable with yet and so it was enormously beneficial to have so much talent and Mm -hmm. like consistent women around me and not only just like in running but they were just solid people of character and still my best friends to this day so that's nice that (laughs) I had you know people who I loved and I like enjoyed being around to just continue to grow with and work work with Yeah. yeah oh yeah Yep. I'm just going to fast forward. We're going to cut right to it. Your first your first national title. Okay. Which was Steeplechase. Yep. 20, 
14. So you know this one. I know this one. <laughs> and you won pretty handily looking at results. You won by about seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. Are you on a tear that whole season? Just that's your, is that the end goal individually? Is steeplechase national champion, not just Big Ten champion now? I was still a little scared of it. Yeah, um, to put that on yourself, like yeah. that's what I'm reaching for. I don't, I didn't start off my season thinking that. Um, Walt actually planted that seed for me, and I remember it won Big Tens. Everything was kind of coming together, and in the last workout that I did, like prep workout for Steeple, he had me visualize every aspect of that race and Mm -hmm. like every bout he was telling me to think about like the stands in Hayward and what the last water jump was going to feel like and he just he helped me put together that win in my mind before it happened and so even though I was still a bit tentative and like wasn't sure he was so confident in me that it gave me the confidence to go and say like I'm just going to run my heart out and see what happens and if I win I win if I don't I'm not going to you know yeah, yeah. it's going to be okay yep. but he uh, yeah he really pushed me to yeah. believe in that can you describe winning a national title NCAA in front of Eugene crowd in Oregon oh, Hayward Field yeah the euphoria that must have been yeah, for you it's, it's really cool and you um was that your second time there you had a national championship race in 13 yeah okay yeah so So it wasn't your it wasn't my first time yeah yeah racing there but it's totally different between like just being there and actually winning a race in right you know like right right (laughs) (laughs) obviously like getting getting the bouquet and being able to do a victory lap and just there are so many incredible like track fans there. People are so excited for you. So yeah. Yeah. Really oh yeah. Yep. And that catapults you into a summer, knowing you have your final year, kind of coming up at state, into this incredible fall, where there's already headlines going on preseason, really about this Michigan versus Michigan State cross country battle yeah. on the women's side, going yeah. for a national title. Two teams from Michigan. Do you remember that buildup? I have some quotes here. You, you, early on, you had this revel in it quote. Mm. You just revel in it, yeah. and that was from Walt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, triggering something in your team there, giving you the belief that you might be seeing headlines or hearing rumors or this and that or flow tracks coming out to do a story on you. And uh, Did you feel pressure going in that year, or was it more like, this is, this is cool? Like, people, it was sweet. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. We, I think the, that's the beauty of being on a team is we all shared the the load of like being uh, projected to win. It wasn't it wasn't all on one person. So whenever one person would start to falter a little bit, we'd like kind of pick that person up and like recenter and yeah, start yeah. moving forward together. So um, it was. I don't think any single person felt like overwhelmed at mm-hmm. any point uh, because we all knew we were in it together. And yeah, I I remember when <laughs> when Coach Trent told us that he thought we could win. We all kind of looked at each other and we're like, "Really? <laughs> you really think we can?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we ended up having an undefeated season, right. and yeah, every single meet we went into, we just kind of trusted each other and did what we had trained to do, and it ended up 
turning into this, I don't know, storybook yeah, it really was. experience. Yeah. I was talking to you a little bit before we started going here of just the, the depth of that team and <laughs> what you did the whole year with point scoring was incredible. The, the low, and okay, if you don't know, cross country low point total is what you want for a team score. You and Rachel Shulis going at it really every meet. Do you both toe the line that final year of just each of us could win this race yeah. and we're going to lead our team to victory? Yeah. Yeah, having that confidence toe on the line. And it was nice having yeah. somebody that I knew was going to be pushing me and up there just grinding away. And yep. like I said, she's, she, especially my senior year, was like pushing me in tempo workouts and stuff. And so I had a lot of confidence just being next to her on the line. Yeah. Just knowing like if she goes, I go, you know, yep. <laughs> like one of those oh, yeah. situations. Yeah. So. I do know how many points you scored at the Great Lakes Regional your senior year. So that how final many? year. I don't know that. You scored 28 points. Ooh. And looking back on that, I actually wrote a piece about your team like five years ago just yeah. for, for Hooray Run, just kind of for me and like working on writing chops. Yeah. And that's when I was digging into results. And I was looking at it again before this interview here today. 28 points at the regional meet. You and Rachel go 1-2. From what you remember, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. And then, I mean, just one after the other, twenty-eight points. So you're going into into nationals in Terre Haute mm-hmm. that year, scoring twenty-eight points in the regional. Who's going to touch us? Do you remember that Great Lakes regional race? What happened after you know bus ride home? Yeah. How are you feeling then in the two weeks before yeah. nationals? Um, Maybe a week before. Um. Was it a week or two? Besides the point. Something yep. like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just a blazing result there. Yeah. And we, we're going to win this. Um, I think for me it was like just keep staying steady and making sure that as a leader on the team, I mean we're all leaders, but like as somebody who is partially responsible for the success, like just yeah. staying calm and – not getting too amped and just doing what we'd always done and that's a, um, a result of being coached by by Walt Drenth like right. he's really good at keeping you calm and yep. like unflappable and yep. he's um, big on consistency and just doing the next thing and trusting yeah. your process so we uh, we didn't get too worked up it wasn't like we left regionals mm-hmm. thinking like oh we had this in the bag you know yeah. and I don't think he let us think that no it's like there's still a lot of running to be done like yep. you guys still have one last one last job and so yeah yeah you're right. inching closer and closer yeah trying not to bubble all the way over, like get right. too amped too early right right taking it one day at a time or in over the course of a season one meet at a time and then you get to nationals and hey breaking news here michigan state won the national title in 2014 Whoa. women's cross country <laughs> the spartans won the national title with 85 points just sensational Four All-Americans. They entered the national meet as the number one ranked team in the country. Backed up that ranking. And here's an excerpt from the piece I wrote for HoorayRun.com. Posted November 24th, 2014. From that piece. The Spartans scored 85 points en route to the national title. Defeating second place Iowa State by 62 points. Scoring below 100 points at a national championship race is nothing to overlook. Georgetown entered the race as the number two team in the country, only to get upended by 104 points to MSU and finish fourth. 
Surprising to many, O'Connor wasn't the first Spartan to cross the line on Saturday. She was third on the team. This just speaks to the MSU depth and attack. O'Connor didn't have her best race, but she could rely on her teammates to pull through. O'Connor indeed pulled through too, finishing 17th and claiming All-American honors. I would have loved to see O'Connor finish top 10 in her final cross-country race as a Spartan, but because she didn't and MSU won, it proves just how good this team was. That's a little bit from my piece headlined, Michigan State's National Cross-Country Title Deserves Your Attention on HoorayRun.com. So yes, they won by 62 points, and Leah had an off day by her standards on the 6,000-meter course. Getting back to the conversation here, Leah talks about her 17th place finish and shares a cool story from that day involving teammate Julia Otwell, who finished fourth for the Spartans, just under nine seconds back of Leah. You were 17th, so Mm -hmm. you won the team title, but that day wasn't your best day, if we're being honest. No, it wasn't. And you can can admit that. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was was rough. That had to be a... Not I'm not I try, try my best to put myself in your shoes. You're still all American. You win a team title. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling like oh I could have a little bittersweet? Yeah, yeah. I could have done a little better. Yeah. Even, um, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a competitive person. Exactly. And I expect a lot out of myself. But seeing Rachel finish top fourth. five. Yeah. Yeah. She's fourth um, there. it was kind of like dang, you know, yep. if I'd had a better day, but it wasn't about me. So and yep. that was kind of when I crossed the line. I was like meh. I really wanted it to go differently, but it still went well enough. And I think that that speaks a lot to like the nature of cross country and the, what's really beautiful about it is yep. if you're not having a great day. There are other women that are on that course that can kind of pick up the slack. And one of the most beautiful things that happened in that race that actually drew me closer to my best friend, Julia, mm-hmm. was... Um, I think around 4K, I was starting to, to falter and like really falling off the, the pack. And Julia, and I posted about this on Instagram, Julia um, found me on the course and just would not let me go. I just wanted to okay. die like at 4K. And she was turning around, like saying things to me, slapping her hip, just being really? like, you're, I'm not letting you go. Leah. Wow. Like you're running this with me. Yeah, and um, at 5k because she knew I would like I was more comfortable with a k to go mm-hmm. she looked at me she was like I love you go <laughs> like just just run and I remember like having her get me through the hardest part of that race and, and finishing the race was just it was so cool and like I, just a testament to our team in general like the entire year how we yeah. cared for each other like a family and I think every woman on that team has a, a different story about something that happened that season that was just like above and beyond what you would have expected from yeah. a teammate. So. Oh yeah, the depth of that team. Six of the seven point scorers or top five, then the top seven that day. Mm-hmm. Six of the seven are from Michigan high schools. Yeah, all going to homegrown. Michigan State, homegrown, yeah. and we see so much of the out west programs, NAU, Colorado. Mm-hmm these schools at altitude or better running conditions year round. Mm-hmm. I remember writing that in the, the, the post I put up on my site, just how cool that was as a Michigander too, who's just applauding this team for what they did and, and seeing that six of the seven are from Michigan high schools. Was that something you all took pride in too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> to be honest. It's incredible. Yeah. Through the winters we go through as yeah. Michigan runners and just, you have, three or four pretty nice months in the year so just that training aspect of it too mm-hmm. of 
what it can do for us mentally. Yeah. That's an, th- that's an edge. I think it made us really gritty. Yeah. Like we'd show up to meets, and if the weather wasn't ideal, we were like, it's all right. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is better for us because yeah. we're used to this. And yeah. so um, Revel in it kind of came from that. Like, yep. regardless of how the weather is, what, you know, the course is like, how you guys are feeling, you're just reveling in the fact that you yeah. have this team and you have this opportunity and just, like, go for it. Um, yep. And so we really just into that yeah you did yeah when you learn when you see the score on the on the scoreboard that you win is it just group hug going crazy really cool yeah yeah yeah. a whole crew of michigan state like supporters came out there was like cool big msu flag attached to a stick and like it was just perfect (laughs) like we were waving it and just crying and yeah having a, a grand old time so do you remember the bus ride home uh, a lot of Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> see, 2014 Taylor Swift. Yeah. We're kind of um, in the uh, 1989. No, we're not quite to 1989 album. I can't remember 2014. The name of the album. But just a lot of T Swift. A lot of T Swizzle. We did have Taylor Swift's 1989 album by then. It released on October 27th. MSU won the cross country national title on November 22nd. Freshly crowned champions. Bumping 1989, T-Swizzle immersed in the bus ride celebrations, Blank Space, Style, Out of the Woods, Shake It Off, all the way home to East Lansing. Is there is there a welcoming when you get back to campus? I know it, it is cross-country. It's mm-hmm. not not televised, millions of people watching like a yeah. basketball title or, or a football title would be, but was there a, there was. There a warm welcome back on campus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there was cool. a welcome like cool. crew which was really nice good and then recognition oh, at yeah. And yeah, getting, basketball game uh, football football was and it? basketball both of them yeah why not we got a lot of recognition good. Good. yeah yeah that had to feel sweet yeah it was support of yeah. a bunch of alum yeah. and those large crowds and just getting the word out too that yeah. it was good for the this team is special you go into the winter or how much time would you usually take off after cross country between indoor track just like a two-week hiatus yeah, okay yeah and i wasn't fully off like just easy running okay because um, you probably had an indoor meet not yeah soon after not super long after that yep so do you know you're looking at the mile as the go-to that that was your go-to indoor yeah. race yep. yep that uh winter 2014 into 15 mm-hmm. i don't know if this if drenth was if this quote applies to that winter your final winter at msu but i had this you wrote a story in one of your posts about meeting with, with Walt, and it was just about being tougher. It was like a brutal winter for you mm. mentally or getting through some some valleys, and I think you just admitted that you were sobbing and it was emotional. I'm not sure if this was after winning the cross title, but this just applies too. He just told you you've got to be tougher, Leah. Yeah. Just straight up says suck it to your it face. Up, yeah, suck it up. Were there a lot of moments like that? Yeah. Or, okay. Um, in different ways, they maybe weren't that dramatic, but it was more just like you can do more. You know, you are yeah. capable of more than what you are asking of yourself right now. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes that person who sees your potential better than you do in the moment. Yep. To point it out and and pull it out of you and so sure. he was always really good about that you know yep. having meetings and checking in and being like yeah leah you're underestimating your ability right yeah. now <laughs> he sees the ability yeah. in you and sometimes we're so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. that 
someone just has to tell us, hey, you're fine. Just be tougher. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be all right. Yeah. You're great. Yeah. Keep putting in the work. I appreciated that a lot. Good. And you didn't start logging miles or logging goals. Mm-hmm. Or was it miles and goals until that senior year winter? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a Believe training journal. Um, and that was Lauren Fleshman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I remember we always go to Florida over winter break. Um, mm-hmm. I remember like really digging into my training over break and just really committing myself to the idea that I could win a national title um, individually in the mile. Yeah. And I wrote it as a goal to be the fastest miler in the NCAA, not necessarily win the title, uh, yeah, yeah. but it was just like, I just want to be the fastest, whatever that means. Um, yep. And uh, because I know how fleeting that day can be, you know, like I wanted to run a fast time, but yeah. I, you can't really always line it up to be on that day. Um, mm-hmm. So I wrote that goal down and a couple other goals. And I remember just being totally committed. Yep. Um, to my training and just focusing on school and like yep through yeah. winter which through winter which you you don't like do not that's like an understatement me no no like that Did a whole post called winter funks yeah yeah it's brutal i mean if <laughs> you know it is it's tough it's tough <laughs> and you're still here in michigan yeah running. what the heck i left and came back yes <laughs> you did <laughs> you did you really did i did I went to California and I you came did go back. To Sacramento, right? Yeah. Okay. But the winter, you win the mile national title indoor. It's one of those things where you just got to tell yourself or coach has to say you got to be tougher. Yeah. This winter is going to roll around every year. Yeah. You've already run through used to this by now, Leah. years of winters. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember... So just tell me about the 420. The, the, we're going right to the national meet because we right. could talk again all season about it indoor, and that's it's just an hour for each season. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. we're skipping a bit, I'm sorry no. to listeners, too. But we're just getting to setting the collegiate record uh-huh. in the indoor mile. What do you remember about that race that day? Oh, so many things. And competition. So I'm curious about that, too, like through cross and track. Are you looking at results from other competitors other schools do you have names yeah are you you know like the top yeah yeah. you're aware yeah yeah for sure i'm not just living in ignorance but i (laughs) i knew i knew like what was going on um (laughs) wasn't like obsessing over it necessarily i never do but it was just kind of like it was good to know that other people were kind of racing fast and it was incentive to get out there and and you know show what i can do too yep Yep. so uh i just remember being really relaxed that day like uh nervous but also just really confident in the work that i'd done and i think a lot of that confidence came from having a good big 10 meet and then a really um yeah just like solid performance in the dmr that year yeah. I, I think i sweat like a 425 in the 1600 and i okay. remember thinking like oh man if i can do that like i, I won and it felt so good yeah, and yeah. i had already run races i'm like i i wonder what else i can do um just you know in the mile so mm-hmm. i knew that i was i knew that i could i just it was a matter of like getting it out of myself and um i knew to trust what coach strength had 
trained us to do, which mm-hmm. is just to be calm and yep. <laughs> yep. focus yep. on the controllables. And um, I just remember being relaxed and going to the race and not really caring about what anybody else was yeah. going to do that day. Like, I had a mission. Like, I wanted yeah. to run this split through the half, and I think it was like 210 or something like that through the half, 212, mm-hmm. and then you just build. Yes. Um, and and I just executed, which was cool. It was that flow state yep. that people talk about. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. Felt it that day. Felt flow it that day. Flow state. Yeah. Good. Teammates at the end there. Yeah. Coach yeah. seeing you after that title. It was really cool. Yep. Yep. That flow state led to a Division I Indoor Championships meet record that day as Leah clocked a 427.18 for the mile title. She still holds the meet record. You, you wrote about being a Spartan a lot on the blog too, and I, I just picture that, you know, going through these, these highs of your collegiate running career. I'm just going to read a little bit of what you wrote um, over four years ago now, but it, it's... Uh, I think it's cool to hear, even now. Um, you said in the future, where, wherever I end up, whatever new challenges arise, I'm certain I will be able to rise to the occasion and make bold choices with unshakable grace, fearlessness, character, and will, because that's how a Spartan behaves. Oh, I wrote that, did You I? did write that. <laughs> so eloquent there. I mean, oh. just get, tugs at the heartstrings a little bit and just gets into, though, you're representing the Spartans, yeah. going out each meet, each no matter how small, how big, on a national stage, more people see you, and you're you're representing um, individually in some of these these races too. Yeah. That mile and the the steeplechase national title races. Um, would you use that as motivation too? Just Spartans on the front of the jersey, and yeah, and use that as mental approach to some of these yeah. big time races. I think having a team supporting you and other people out there competing their hearts out and just knowing like there's not just a team but like a school like a community of people spartans who are watching and supporting yeah. and i just got messages galore and so much support yeah. um of course that makes a difference like that was right. hugely helpful um and it still is like i still i still am supported yep. by a lot of spartans and yep. so it's just kind of like this this i you know I don't know what else is called, but like a, like a family type yeah. group of people. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we get into your final season as a Spartan, that spring year of track. Yeah. Coming in as the defending national champion in the steeplechase. Yeah. And you look at how that season went. We go all the way up to Eugene again. You're back in, back at Hayward Field. Yeah. And crazy story the night before the final yeah the steeplechase uh this is june 2015 now and you're just spectating take a slip or a fall on the grandstands and Mm -hmm. and just get kind of really worried yeah it's going this is the night before your final race yeah so as a spartan yeah i was watching the men's 5k i think or something um yeah and I walked down if anybody's been in old Hayward uh, they had like they had wooden grandstands and I like was wearing sandals or something and I slipped on the edge of one of the wooden steps and fell really really hard on my back and my tailbone mm-hmm. um, and I remember <laughs> it was so embarrassing but the whole like you wrote that in parentheses like not to mention quite embarrassing <laughs> everyone was like Ooh. Joseph people oh no 
it was that bad and I remember just like hobbling over to the the hallway and my coach saw me fall my assistant coach she ran down and was like are you yeah. okay I'm like I am in so much pain right now and um met up with an athletic, athletic trainer who like tried to help me out because I couldn't like touch my toes and mm -hmm. I like could stand up straight and he like put me back into alignment but I had this huge bruise I ended up having to get a cortisone shot um because it was like so painful Golly. and I remember <laughs> my coach well it was so sweet everyone was like nervous and including myself and I just took an ice bath and like prayed <laughs> that that night like it magically got better but yeah because uh, Dr. Nick came into play from Dr. TCU Nick. yeah which was TCU. huge just like an angelic presence in the moment really seriously because i didn't have an athletic trainer there at the yeah. time and so for him to just so willingly help me uh, gosh yeah i'm remembering all this now this is so long ago yeah. it feels like but yeah he was so sweet did you know he commented on that post no he did did he <laughs> yeah it's pretty i i'll show you after this oh, but it's like man. a three paragraph you got to read it yeah i do just about his the impact like you made on his life and how he helped you that day Aww. so i was reading that and i thought i wonder if leah knows that he i don't think i ever got that notification it's like hey this is dr nick like he introduced himself so we'll have to look at it oh, after this yeah sorry, it was pretty dr. cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. reply to it four years later <laughs> hey, hey just seeing this just getting my phone <laughs> it was cool though to hear you kind of wrote his perspective of it and what came to be so, yeah, I mean, oh. I'll send it to you or we'll, we'll yes, look at it after this. Do. And then you'll, yeah, you'll reply and say, hey, <laughs> just getting back to <laughs> hey, you. Uh, the, the next day, though, you, you finished third in the nation. Yeah. The two in front of you are, are two of the five fastest American yeah. steeplechasers ever now. Yeah. You're in the top five still. Yeah. Um, Colleen Quigley and Courtney Frericks yeah. are the two that are in front of you that day. I'm sure looking back you didn't win the you didn't defend the title but you look at those names and you're like well, what do I mean yeah, come I on don't, uh, yeah if uh, do you remember I, the competition that day of the race um more in detail It's a little fuzzy because yeah. it was so stressful um, Right coming off the night before and yeah in and some pain but that adrenaline Yeah there's adrenaline and I remember mm -hmm. I had made my race plan that I was going to just be aggressive and lead because I thought that I could run like I think I wanted to break the record, yeah. but um, I think everything combined that weekend made it so, like, I just didn't have any gas at the end of the race. But, uh, yeah, I made a pact with myself early on that, like, if I was All-American in a race, I was not allowed to, like, throw myself a pity party because it's, yeah. it's such a yeah. thing. It's really hard to do, and I, you know, top three to those women who are obviously incredible like that's not nothing to scoff at and I remember being like oh man I wish I'd won again but still being like well that was what I had today like that's yep. the best I had today and it doesn't yep. mean anybody's worse or better it just is what it is you yeah. know and um, I was actually pretty proud that I still kind of ran aggressively after good that weekend so good so trip back home to Michigan then probably emotional in a way no one yeah. last kind of, race is a yeah it's a spartan yeah actually yep. it's a whirlwind um graduating and then knowing that you're gonna sign a contract right which is kind of like because you have that on your mind too yeah yeah so that was kind of 
more what I was thinking about. It was like, oh, this is all over, but then you're still like, oh gosh, <laughs> now yeah. it's now I have to think about who yeah. I'm going to sign with and where I'm going to go. And was that a was that a tedious, stressful process figuring out? Like, what's the lead up to get to Adidas there? Yeah, it's only stressful because you don't, at least for me, I didn't have a lot of um, interaction with sponsors Mm -hmm. before offers were made. So it's, you have an agent and then your agent talks with the companies and then kind of reports back to you and says like, hey, this is an update of what they're saying. I'm going to ask them for this. I'm going to do this. But it's basically a whole week where you're in the dark until your agent calls you and is like, this is my update, and then hangs up the phone, and then yeah. you're just like waiting for some sort of deal that actually is what you're looking for. Yep. Um, and I didn't hear much from Adidas. Well, he didn't tell me much about Adidas until I was actually back in Eugene for USA. So I remember mm-hmm. being at the track, and he called me and told me that Adidas had offered and I was like sure yeah (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) and it worked out really well but um, yeah it's that was a you're so young and you have have so much like already going on with the transition yep I mean I'm thankful to have been in a position to have an agent and like have that being sorted out but I remember just being like a little overwhelmed you know just it's such a big life change and Mm -hmm. it's a big deal um but you don't know very much yet about like the ins and outs of what it means to be a pro and you're signing these contracts and it's like all being explained to you in the moment so yeah weird but sure it's a transition that you which which with such a even successful college career but now making it your job yeah and that's eye-opening yeah and having big races really soon after you sign yeah as well the pressure of that too of having world champs on your mind and then 2016 would be olympic year yeah um and so you're in an adidas kit at the usa champs 2015 yeah right yep yep and that was the misstep on uh final Final barrier barrier. yeah and i i told you before this i said you know we we get into the time of life or your career when i guess you could say that was the initial like Oh, something off my foot here yeah. and then leading into to injuries and a lot of your writing that made a lot of waves on the internet and I said I don't want to I don't want to focus so much on that because you've talked ad nauseum about it um, it's part of your story it is because um, yeah. you're that close to making a world's team um, you finished fourth still even with the the barrier mishap there um, and you still raced in Europe you had a race in Europe there after USA champs um like just I guess it's hard to put it succinctly but how do you are you questioning your decision at that time to to go pro or are you still just like I mean that's early in your time to go pro but are you thinking wow like and you've written a a few times like when you're injured as a professional runner it's like I can't do my job and you get so frustrated yeah um but you love it so much and you knew this is what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. you just thought this is a this is a, a blip on my career and we'll get through this. I, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what I thought at yep. the time. Yep. That, like, injuries happen to everyone at some oh, point. Yeah. And I've been so lucky to have gone so long without one. And so I just thought, like, oh, I'm going to pay my dues here. But it'll, like, my body will bounce back and I'll come back and probably be better than I was before. And, yep. um, yeah, so it was stressful. But I, like, had a lot of support going through that still. Um, but, yeah, I remember 
I, I knew there was something off after that year with mm. my body. Like yeah. I um, remember trying to get back into training and just feeling like something wasn't clicking and I was not sleeping as well and not um, recovering as much as quickly as I used to and just feeling like um, just a bit off and I kind of got stuck in this injury cycle um, which I talked about a bit (laughs) or a lot (laughs) in my writing Um, and ended up um, eventually and I haven't written about this yet but because it's pretty recent Mm -hmm. I um, went in and got a full blood panel done and I found out that I have an underactive thyroid wow so okay um that has shed a lot of light on my lethargy and my a lot of the like hormonal issues that I was dealing with Um, yeah even when I was like not training and kind of living like a like a not stressful lifestyle as a runner because I was I was injured and down I was Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. feeling crappy and like um it's hard to explain because it's uh it's it's like everything in your body is affected by your hormones but I uh um yeah I kind of I've struggled I struggled a lot the last few years especially with just getting my body back to a place where it can consistently stack mileage and yeah um like race and go through the rigors of being a professional athlete without breaking down and it wasn't until recently that I got more of a concrete answer because I had low, low iron, low estrogen, low, okay. like I was just, I okay. was bonked out and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and, yeah. And since they, we started treating my thyroid, I've, my hormones are regulated and I've started to feel a lot better. So okay. that's been good. So that was super telling, but also, whoa, like this can get me back on the right track knowing how to take care of these. Yeah. And I think when I first graduated college, I didn't there was there was so much going on and yeah. I, like my first injuries and everything I just kind of thought like this is this is just stress like I'm not sleeping well because you know I'm going through this transition and um, I wrote a lot of the symptoms off and mm-hmm. they were misdiagnosed in a lot of ways yeah. and just like kind of gritted my teeth and, and ran through a lot of stuff and would get to a place in training where I could get a couple races in. Like I raced my PR at, at pre yeah. 918 yep. and then ruptured my planner right afterward. And yeah. it was like I could get myself to a certain level, but it took so much to get there that my body would just break down afterward. And so okay. it's like, I couldn't, I could never really capitalize on the fitness that I was gaining because my body would just break. And it mm-hmm. was like, I was, I was stuck in this kind of rut till eventually yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't even train anymore because I was feeling so sick. So, yeah. 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 That you mentioned it briefly there and I'm, I'm going to ask a bit about it cause it, it was huge that nine eighteen at pre yeah. May 2016, um, in a race where, Jabet goes sub nine, and Emma Coburn's nine ten. You finish sixth there, nine eighteen eight five, which is still the fifth fastest women's American steeplechase ever. Yeah. Um, but like you just said, you have that race. But like, is it is it a day? Is it a week after a, a performance it was like that? Sore when I went into the race. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, then trials come up, and you did win your prelim. Yeah. At the Olympic make it trials, make it, baby. <laughs> I 
was so stressful. Was that brutal? Like yeah, still winning that, just yeah. the pain? Or, I went or... back to my hotel room and I cried that day. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. not. I was not okay, and I knew it. Like I couldn't okay. put weight on my foot, but I was. I really wanted to make the team, um, and I think anybody who's been in that position is just like, this is. I put in so much work. Like, yeah. yeah. And so just to give myself the opportunity to be out there was really important. Um, but I really pushed myself in that uh, prelim to to get through it. Um, yeah. And I was fit, no doubt. I just had a really bum foot. <laughs> and it wasn't, looking back, maybe wasn't the wisest decision? No, it yeah. wasn't. I, if I could do it again, I would have stopped myself okay. before most likely I, and I've battled with that because it's like oh, everything happens for a reason but yeah, I yeah, think yeah. if if I could give anybody advice who is in a similar situation if they have a rupture or a, a torn planner and they're considering training through it I'd say don't <laughs> not worth it <laughs> I think that ties into the writing you had from just May here for Medium where you it was uh, you asked the question struggling uh, don't press just pause yeah Let your body does that heal. relate to yeah yeah, yeah. not forcing through it even yeah. though so competitive and wanting to make that team and wanting to set this or get this standard or this time but just there's a time to pause yeah smart just listen to your body and yeah. like respect it i think that that as a competitive person and somebody who wants to meet her goals um mm-hmm. i have found that i can really really push past points of discomfort and convince myself that mm-hmm. i'm not that uncomfortable and um, yeah it's uh, it's a skill, but also there's a point of diminishing return. Like if you yeah. start running through things that hurt or you feel like your body is off. For me, that was like for years, I was kind of feeling like a bit off and mm-hmm. not asking questions, not being honest with my coach about exactly what was going on. Not yep. saying I'm not sleeping well. I'm not, you know, and um, that that stuff adds up. And yeah. it's, it's going to, if you don't address it, it can really wreck you <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah yep, yep. i had to learn <laughs> yeah do, do you view the writing you did for medium or have done like you said hopefully some more writing coming up yeah um these medium pieces medium.com uh hey struggling runner and then the don't press pause pieces were those was it therapeutic for you to get that off your off your chest off yeah. your mind and and yeah. and was it uh were you kind of hesitant too to like release all that um, or was it both. more? Yeah, yeah. Both, yeah. Because yeah. uh, the way it impacted so many yeah. runners, <laughs> athletes, just people, because it's it got at you know mental health and and being uh, and seeking help when you are when you know something's off. Yeah. So yeah. even beyond running, yeah. it really touched a lot, a lot of lives. Yeah. So I'm thanking you here too for writing oh, that. Yeah. Um, of again, and I know that it made an impact on many people, even oh. in my friend circles too. Really? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mental health stuff, especially, is hard to talk about, yeah. like, because it is stigmatized. But I think a lot of runners um, deal with injuries and not just like physical, but also like mental health struggles. Yeah. And um, I definitely did because your body and your mind, there's interplay there, right? So if mm-hmm. your body's broken, um, a lot of the time your mind struggles as well, and yeah. vice versa. So I. Um, I wanted to talk about mental health because I, when I started dealing with depression and like struggling with my anxiety, um, I felt very isolated and alone and I didn't think professional athletes especially dealt with feeling depressed and low. Um, I thought that I was supposed to basically just tough it out and, and like, um, 
and you are supposed to be tough in a lot of ways, but this is one thing that you have to take very seriously because yeah. it is like you're sick and mm-hmm. um, you need treatment and you need to talk to somebody about it and maybe get on some medication or, you know, talk to a, a therapist and, and work through it. And um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't take that seriously um, at first because I thought I just needed to be tough like everything else in my life yeah. I just needed to like work through it but yeah um yeah but how I important the support systems are when you yeah. say something and when you talk about it um going through valleys in my life too of just being open about it and you realize the love you have around you mm-hmm. and how it does it's just it's good to just talk it out and then you hear like oh wait he went to oh she had the what millions millions and millions and then and millions kevin of and Lo- kevin love and demar Derozan from the nba really yeah opening up in the last year or two about their mental health and they're making millions of dollars on the biggest basketball platform and it's just like yeah millions of people and you're Mm -hmm. like because you think it's like the spotlight effect of i'm alone in this and why is god putting me through this here and and you and you wrestle with faith and you wrestle with all sorts of uh, obviously the thoughts but you realize i'm not on an island here no and it's not, not population all. one yeah but you yep. feel like it and you feel like mm-hmm. nobody else is going to understand exactly where you're at and you feel like you're i remember feeling like my personality was changing and that i was just mm. like not i wasn't the happy person that i used to be and i wasn't well in a way i wasn't but that i was like kind of losing myself and my ability to be like at the top of my game and it wasn't going to come back and i remember feeling so scared that if I told if I told my coach or if I told somebody about that um, that it would make it real like mm. it would it, they would look down on me in a way or they'd feel like I was uh, they'd feel like I was weak or that I was broken or you know and what ended up happening is like it wasn't until I started saying hey I've been through so much stuff with my body breaking down like I've had all these disappointments and I'm just in over my head yeah. with um, my mental health, and I, <laughs> I, I need I need some help. I need some support. That I finally was able to start making strides and start to feel better, and like, um, yeah, yep. like get on medication <laughs> and like work yeah. with a therapist and and feel better. But um, if yeah, if anybody is listening to this and struggling with mental health stuff, mm-hmm. it's not it's like you're not alone and i know for a fact a lot of professional athletes deal with it and like a lot of people have gone public with it so sure yeah yep and i still want to ask you a little bit about um the california bout that you had out and yeah for was that over a year or was that how long were you out there and i was there a year a year almost like exactly yeah with the norcal distance project um teammates out there were Who'd you have out there? Uh, Kate Grace, yeah. Kim Conley, Brie Feldnagel was there for a while. Yeah. Um, Leanne Farber, I don't know who that, you know who that is. She's um, in, in Boston now. Okay. Um, Lauren Wallace. Yep. Uh, and we like the team started out with a like a, a big crew of us, and then people eventually like had different opportunities and yeah, left. Yeah. So it kind of dwindled down to the point where like Kate went to Bowerman and then yeah, yeah. Um, there were just a few of us and Leanne wanted to move back east and I wanted to go back to Michigan. And the team just folded. Yeah, really. just yep. disbanded. So, okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, what did you, you learn in that year? A lot. Because yeah. I, I think that was the first year that I... You left Michigan. You're far from home. Yeah. That you I road really, tripped out with your mom. I did. Yes. <laughs> that was actually really fun. I bet, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, my mom and my puppy. And I... Was, was I, it, sorry, you can... No, I was yeah. just thinking, was it, was it a move to think, I, I just need a change of setting. I need to start yeah. anew here. I thought that I was struggling to get back on my feet because mm-hmm. I wasn't in a team setting and I needed to be, like, more committed to my training. Yeah. Um... But when I went out there, wherever you go, there you are. I mean, it was the same, like, eventually the same cycle. Like, my body was feeling off. I was yeah. still dealing with depression. And I was, like, still kind of in this low. Okay. Um, but I was scared because when I moved out there to ask, because I had just joined this group and I wanted to be respected by my coach and I wanted to really, like, crush it in workouts. And yeah. So I think I overcompensated a little bit and just, like, like hit a lot of my... Um, my pain from my coach and my teammates and just kind of would show up to practice and really wanted to like tough it out and get better but Mm -hmm. eventually got injured again um and was feeling just sick like I I, to be honest it wasn't like the best year of my life um it was there were there were good things that came out of it and it was the first time that I actually stopped and was like there's something wrong like yeah I've I've admitted to being depressed. I admitted to having like feeling really tired all the time and feeling like off. Um, but still didn't get a blood panel. I don't know why I didn't do that then, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's 2019. It's okay. It's time. But yeah, it was, I thought, I thought for some reason it was all, it was all just in my head. Like I needed to just tough it out and like get better. But, um, I had a couple of, like, good races and, like, uh, learned a lot about training when I was out there. And so coming back to Michigan. Um, 2018 then? 2018. Yep. It was good to be home, and it was good to be back with Walt and, like, my family. And reconnected with Walt? Re- yeah, I reconnected okay. with Walt for that year. I didn't race because mm-hmm. I was sick, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So East Lansing it was when you first moved back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then... What got you to Grand Rapids here? Or when did... I know Dathan Ritzenhain is yeah. a huge part of this, too. Yeah. Guy I've looked up to and just read of all about. And, uh, yeah, a big yeah. impact on a lot of people's running careers, yeah. obviously, with his resume. Uh, when did you... Was he a catalyst to get you over west side of the state? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, I met Dathan, and I was ready to quit the sport, to be honest. Yeah. I was, uh, I had one foot out the door, because I was like, this is just, every time I try to get back up, I fall back down, and there's something going on, um, and I can't figure it out, and uh, I had decided that there were more things to life, and there's still, I still believe this, more things to life than running, and it's not worth mm-hmm. sacrificing your joy, and like, your, your quality of life for like if it's hurting too much it's probably time to quit but then i met dathan um (laughs) a man who's been through the ringer and with physical setbacks yeah Yeah. explained to him what i was dealing with and he's like ah then he was like oh i got that or i had that it sounds like there's something off with your endocrine system and like it just basically was like this everything is figure outable like we can we can find a solution to whatever's going on like it might take a while yeah but um, we have a great crew of people here on the west side that will help you, like, structurally. And then we have mm-hmm. a doctor who will do blood work and, like, figure out from that standpoint, like, what you need help with. Like, yeah. what where you're deficient and, like, what things need to be addressed. And yeah. so um, I 
was desperate for help otherwise I was probably going to be done and so I uh, took him up on his offer and it's Dathan Ritzenheim so of course you're going to be like (laughs) (laughs) of course it's Ritz and he's just like the kindest human Um, just such a great coach and easy to be coached by like he's very attentive and detail oriented but he's not uh, obsessive in a negative way like he's Mm -hmm. he understands that you're still a human with like relationships and family needs and like isn't on your back all the time about you know training so i decided to move to the west side and join this group Um, when did you move over here a year ago year ago Uh, okay a little over a year ago okay and it's yeah when you hear that encouragement or the relatability to dathan ritzenheim who's 1256 5k or 207 marathoner has i still believe the best michigan high school race ever that 1410 he ran it that was i mean i I can't even begin on that just a man who's been in the running spotlight really since he's 17 18 um on the national stages at footlocker and now he's i mean this is like a near 20 year running career in the at, at the highest stage really so hearing that from him i just had to ask and him being your coach it's just now he's yeah. there for you every day yeah checking in and yeah and giving you insight and you're part of the gazelle elite racing team yep gert gert is that what you say <laughs> yeah. <Is it> gert yeah <laughs> team of eight of you now is yeah. it all under dathan is it is he yeah, coaching so dathan is our coach okay uh and he coaches other athletes online too so yeah he um he's a busy man i don't know how he's he does getting ready for it. chicago <laughs> yeah i don't know how he does everything um but he yeah he's our coach and um we have like i don't i would maybe i don't need to list everyone Moymock, lewis yeah. fallon like emily Oren, a huge crew of people with a lot of talent that sure. kind of we all found each other um in different ways but it's turned into this really exciting opportunity we just got a hoka sponsorship yeah so, so now you're running in hokas so now i'm running in hokas okay. uh made that switch this year decided i really love hoka shoes and okay. they've kept my feet feeling really really good and i feet gotta feel good you gotta feel good like yeah. gotta feel good yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so um yeah, it just has worked out, and it's turned into this really fun group. Yeah. You had Parker Stinson in town recently, yeah, too. Yeah, Parker Stinson. Was, and he's, <laughs> he was training with Dathan. Yep. Well, and Krim, he, he did the Crimtown Miler in Flint. That's yeah. Um, and How long was he out here? A couple weeks? He comes out for, like, yeah, a week or two weeks at okay. a time. And okay. And stays at Dathan's house. Yeah. Did you, did you learn anything from him and his training? Because he's been he's been crushing it. <laughs> yeah. He's active on social media too. He's got a good following there, yeah. and I know he's twenty five k American record. Yeah. So he's Parker, gearing up for Chicago as well. I think he's just a joyful guy. Like yeah. it's cool to have him around because he just brings a lot of energy to like yeah. any situation that he's yeah. in. And so <laughs> if anything, I just learned how to have fun and be goofy. Like and not and. When he ran uh, that, oh gosh, what race was it? Um, the bridge run, right? And he uh, didn't do so well. Or was like, it, well, the 10-miler, the crim. Or the 10-miler crim, yeah, sorry. Not yeah, the yeah. run that was today. Um, <laughs> the 10-miler. He, he just had such a good attitude okay. about it and was just so goofy. And, yeah. and, like, it was nice to see him not take himself, like, too seriously and yep. be able to bounce back and 
race well. And I don't yeah. know, he's just a cool person to have around. Yeah, so it's for nice sure. To have him here. Well, that joy, that, that positivity is infectious too. Yeah. And that's something you, you wrote about a lot too on your WordPress, which was all for a journalism degree, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's all that writing too. But you wrote a lot about um, the positivity and, and being kind and finding the good in others. And I think just a lot of people reading that, even now in 2019, five years ago, when you wrote that, can still take away a lot from that writing yeah. and just wanting to be in an, an atmosphere of, of encouragement, yeah. of building up. Because, like, who doesn't? But some people do. Like, some people are just no, it's really negative important. in their ways. But yeah. <laughs> you gotta you got to find the right people. I know you wrote, too, about just, uh, oh, what's the quote from your uh, water finds its own level? Uh, Is that water seeks its own water level. Water seeks its own level, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the people around you that you yeah. surround yourself with. Um, you feel like you got that right now? Yeah in gr yeah, i do and good i always like thought i was gonna move out west or just yeah. kind of get away and I've, every time i've considered leaving i think about the people that i would leave and mm-hmm. that keeps me here because i love michigan but i've also had i have like the travel bug and i want to like get out but yeah le- i can't imagine leaving the group that i have here and dathan as a coach sure. at this point so yeah and you're training consistently yeah. and you're <laughs> you're running well in, yeah. in training right now do you have is there something on the radar right now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay so there's a mile the same time as the detroit marathon a mile race that i'm yeah. gonna do um okay and then maybe club cross yeah but we'll see and then we'll set my indoor schedule it's not going to be too rigorous but okay yeah, yeah okay definitely still playing. building up too and 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 not giving up either at no. 27 now just turned 27 27 okay yeah and you're you wrote too about extending this career and wanting to do this as, as really as long as you can mm-hmm. and, you, and you talked about the times and thoughts of quitting and and now you seem to um have some stability here and and you're really reaching toward um some cool goals coming up do you feel like it's it's rounding into shape in terms of i want to extend this as long as I can yeah and I want to keep doing this it's definitely a love affair with the sport that yeah like I it's and I think it's grown stronger having mm-hmm. gone through so many lows yeah with it. it's just really tested whether or not I'm committed to you know the sport and how much I care for it yeah um, so yep. I yeah I'm gonna keep running for as long as my body will let me and um, competitively I don't know I mean I'll I'll decide on the fly but 27 I'm still young in the yep. sport uh, yep. and you can keep going for quite a while so yeah, yeah. it's so cool having Dathan there because like a guy who's at 27 I'm sure going through who knows what yeah and just the different segments of his career and what yeah. he's accomplished through all of his physical setbacks and whatever else he's gone through and is and having a family and everything just seeing that is like this still got something in me right that's and that's i probably what i just said probably wouldn't have come out of my mouth unless i if i didn't know dathan because when i met him i was 20 about to turn 26 and i was like oh i'm I'm closer to 30 (laughs) like (laughs) wrong side of 25 this is end and he, he looked at me he's like oh my gosh you're so young like yeah. you have so much time and there's still so much you can do and accomplish in this sport you know and yep. just I think I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to have a lot accomplished when, when I was younger and just mm-hmm. because it didn't happen the way that I expected does not mean 
the latter half of my career can't yeah. have its own success. So Absolutely. Through all this, we, we've really gone through the career now, and, and uh, I wanted to ask you, too, about the piece you had on, on WordPress. And I know it hit home with a lot of people just being really open about your faith. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, I think it was Understanding Grace yeah. and how it really hit you one day at MSU and you just had to get it out on on the computer on, on whatever you're writing there and had yeah. to get it out there um, and this is pre the darkest times of your career up in, yeah. it, it's 2015 so you're really we're, we're still we still have struggles even it's hard to put into words because it was pre all the the injury setbacks the physical setbacks there um, and I just want I was like I got to I just want to know how the faith has been working in your life. Yeah. Even through the darkest times when you're probably really questioning yeah. or wondering why God, why this, why now? Yeah. Why in my early to mid 20s and this and that or ever? Yeah. Uh, so just talk a bit about um, just the Lord's presence in your life and feeling. Yeah. And feeling his presence and how faith has played a role yeah. throughout all this. And even today, you know, things are going pretty well and yeah. and uh, things are on the up. But just staying staying true to the faith Yeah. through yeah. it all. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think my journey with God and, like, my faith has, um, it's waxed and waned, like, because I did go through struggles. And mm-hmm. But what has remain consistent is that there is that belief and that I am cared for and loved and that um, the Lord is always there and that I am um, despite feeling low and feeling like there's you know like the world is stacked against me I actually have there is a plan Um, yeah yeah (laughs) I think that that like that belief just feeling like everything that's happening even though it might be it might feel heavy and it might feel like it doesn't make any sense and there's no order to it and Mm -hmm. um, the why me and you know the frustration I think my faith has always been an anchor for me and has kept me um, uh, I've always kind of been drawn back to the Lord just because that he has kept me feeling like I there's there's a purpose to you know what these, I'm putting you through. Trials, you yeah. know, because yep. in, in so life's not a straight line path. No, it's not. And um, and my heart actually, through all of the trials and setbacks, mm-hmm. has softened in so many ways yeah. because of it. And I feel like if I didn't have a lot of these things happen, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. And I'm really like happy to be the woman I am. And I yeah. have, like, and I think. God has, has worked on, on my heart through these things. And so, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Understanding the grace. Yeah. And, and knowing, and almost looking back, he works in mysterious ways for sure. Yeah. And just can't plan for it. It's in his plan. <laughs> yeah. You can look back sometimes at the struggles or the darker times. And, uh, I think that's why, or he, he molded me into something better Yeah. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with faith too, it's putting aside ego and and control because we want mm-hmm. so much control. And when things are just going haywire, mentally, uh, physically, whatever it is, and you just are like, "Whoa, I want more control of this." And it's hard to yeah. like trust the Lord through it all. Just to let go. Yeah. 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 Yep. That was a 
hardest thing for me. Yeah. But sure. For sure. Just a lot of good words I took from that understanding grace post, and uh, I wanted some some more like fun, like quick hitters, yeah. or just like more more things that you wrote about on the on the blog or I saw on social media or whatever, and just uh, explaining a little bit more the impact this had on your life. So uh, we'll go. Uh, well, first I want you to describe to me nice cream oh do you yeah. remember nice cream oh yeah i remember nice cream okay. i still make it i have do you really? bananas in my freezer <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's just blended frozen banana that's it yeah it's just nice cream nice cream it's good. so good <laughs> <laughs> what have you taken from the book run fast eat slow uh really good salads yeah yeah, um, salads are a go-to. Yeah. Okay. The, the, oh, man, there's, like, one with kale and, like, pumpkin seeds and feta cheese and um, yeah. bell peppers. Yeah. It, like, all the time. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. You feel confident with your, your meal making and you know what you got going each week food-wise? Uh, <laughs> Up and down? I, I feel confident in my ability to make meals. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily always have a plan, but yeah. I think it's fun to come home with like a fridge full of food and just come up with an idea in your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know some athletes, professional athletes yeah. for sure, have Meal their prep. regimen no, down to a T. No, I'm not like that. Yeah. I like am more you of a cra- creative you have different type. cravings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> you, you once said your ultimate post-race meal is a, uh, a really big cheeseburger and a really good beer. Yeah, still is. <laughs> still, still applies. That remains true. <laughs> Is there a, is there a beer of choice that you would you would uh, desire after a after a race? A hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. Yeah. Good. Into that. Good. <laughs> uh, you described uh, journalism two hundred, so you majored in journalism. Yeah. Got your degree in journalism. Hence the whole blog and all the writing too. Uh, you described journalism two hundred as a turning point for you oh. and journalism do you remember why you said that or maybe something clicked no. and <laughs> <laughs> there I was don't. a professor's name on there and i don't have it up right now yeah that was a while ago um probably just got a better grade and was like yeah oh, this is good good <laughs> <laughs> probably more pointed it <laughs> that's why <laughs> Do you have more plans with journalism, like just writing yeah, on the side? Yes. Is it more of the writing approach yeah, to it? I, yeah. Well, I like the idea of podcasting. I just yeah. um, haven't acted on it yet. And yeah. it's one of those things that kind of like sits in the back of my mind and yep. dances around. But I, yeah. um, you know. Gotta, haven't danced with it yet. Yeah, haven't danced with yeah, it yeah, yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's there. It's there. Good. Good. I'm thinking. Yeah. Pets are a, a big part of your life. Yeah. Um, Kind of. Sure, growing up too. Yeah. And now, your dog Harper. I may be obsessed with her. Instagram account and everything. I have an Instagram account <laughs> for my dog. <laughs> what, uh, you got any good Harper stories? Any? Oh my any uh, tricks or any uh, daily occurrences with the dog that just make you laugh or make you? I just I love her so much. <laughs> Do you really want to get this started? It's like somebody talking about their kids. Yeah. Do you want to see pictures? Yeah, open the floodgates. <laughs> I, I mean, I can go to Instagram and look yeah, at pictures and videos. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, she got like kind of famous. Did really? you see that? 
Probably not, but you should. There's a video of yeah. her with a baby, like a chick. Is there a chick? Okay, yeah, yeah. And it I got did. shared by a bunch of like pet accounts, <laughs> and she got like millions and millions of hits. And <laughs> or I don't know if it's millions. I'm exaggerating, but she, uh, somebody bought the rights to that video. I made money off. Really? Her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing some returns now. Can you can you divulge how much money you made off that? Um, <laughs> you can keep it between you and I don't know. Uh, yeah, hundred bucks. Nice. <laughs> That's nothing to scoff at. <laughs> you made a hundred bucks off Harper yeah. and the social media account. She's That's incredible. Closer to paying for herself, but wow. <laughs> inch in there, yeah. inch closer. But. It, that's really why her Instagram account took off because I was like, if I can share more content and people want to buy it, like, yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. bucks every easy four money, months. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three hundred bucks a year or something. Yeah, of, of Harper content. Uh, more baby animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you'll have more than one dog at some point? Yeah. Or, okay. It's just not the right time. Yeah, yeah. But sure. I want, I sure. want another golden. I think. Yeah. Okay. Two of them. Cool. Yeah. Um, your first your first blog post on WordPress. So you're probably not gonna remember writing this. Don't Maybe worry. you did, but uh, you wrote like eight or nine bullet points about yourself at the <laughs> end of the article. Oh no. <laughs> and one of them was, "I've given up on having nice feet." Oh yeah. Is that? It's not. I was actually thinking feet. that today when I was coming here. I'm like, I hope <laughs> he doesn't look at my toes because I have a black toe. <laughs> my toenail is. Take a photo of the black toe. Fo- uh, black toe, but it has the. Painted, the post for this episode. I painted the rest of my toenails black so that it Did blends really? in. But okay. there's feet um, have always been a struggle. Just running, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you're not gonna have pretty feet if you do. Good for you. And, <laughs> and talk to Leah about how you keep those feet in prime shape yeah, through all the miles. <laughs> Any good uh, Kate Grace stories? Oh gosh. From- <laughs> She's so cool. Yeah. Kate is so cool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, she just was, I, when we did Altitude stints together, I just um, really appreciated how goofy she was. And, like, yeah. just, uh, we spent, was it Christmas together? Yeah, her mom came up, and okay. we all had, like, a little party and got presents for each other and stuff. And she's just very generous and yeah. kind and goofy, and yeah. I like her a lot. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of, like, a specific story, but... I just had a lot of good times with her. Yes. You know, somebody you know is just good yep. to the core. Yep. How many, you keep up with a lot of MSU teammates still? Yeah. 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 Kind of best friend yeah. circle. Yeah, we get together yeah. whenever like, okay. we can as a group. But we all are, like, scattered around. Like, Julia's hiking through Spain right now. Oh, jeez. I was in med school. Sarah's teaching. I'm here. You know, it's, like, okay. kind of hard. But yep, yep. All over the head. map now. Yeah. We're scattered. What can you tell me about the uh, Pioneer Sugar Beet Factory? It smells like butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hometown so thing, right? Yeah. It's thanks. Did, um, did you, do you, is are your parents still live in the same home? Yeah. Is it, okay. Yeah. Is it close to that home? Thankfully, it's, it's not like wafting where I can't inch. smell it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's nearby. But it's it's on my running route for my long runs. Oh, geez. And it's, it's really, <laughs> it's really close to our high school. So when um, opposing teams would come in to play football games, they uh, some of the kids would get sick from the the smell of really? the factory. So it was Golly. our way of defeating our competitors. Oh my god! Our stench. 
<laughs> I'm I'm sure it's beautiful backdrops and running terrain and like the whole running scene. But when you get the the stank of the yeah, it keeps beat factory. You know, keeps our community going. Though, yeah, so you gotta respect it. Anything else I gotta know about uh, Croswell? No. <laughs> <laughs> so bow on Croswell next. <laughs> it's, you're still your hometown. You still, go there to see your parents. Still, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's. I'm only saying that because there's not a lot going on in Croswell. There's more going on in Lexington. Um, it's on oh, okay. Lake Huron. And okay. It, there's like a little village there. It's called the First Resort North. So if you're going north in yep, Michigan, yep. it's like the first place you can stop in the Thumb. And, okay. Um, a lot of pointing to the hand, the Michigan hand. Yeah. To show people where you're yeah. from. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'll have okay. more to say about Lexington, but. Croswell, not much. Not much. It is what it is. It is what it is. You described the summer 2014. You had a really nice 10-mile loop. Do you remember much about that? So here, here's what you said. I don't know who you're talking to, but you said this summer I had a 10-mile loop from my house in East Lansing. goes through a wooded area that we call the Arbs uh-huh. over to Hawk Island and past Mount Hope Cemetery goes by so fast and i do it by myself a lot of the time hawk island is an especially great place to run that was a staple of yeah summer 2014 you're really bringing me back man i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that loop that was a good loop. Okay. good good loop good loop good combo of like soft surfaces and summer loop. going into we all know what happened november 22nd 2014 it's a team national title uh are you still, is, is, I don't know if it would be a guilty pleasure, but you write about a lot of these TV shows that you watch, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. No, no. Mindless television. No. Not so much anymore. I gave up on them. Okay. Yeah, it okay. was too mindless. Yeah. I moved on to 90s sitcoms. So. Okay. And I'm into this show called Kath and Kim on Netflix right now. It's Australian and it's like really weird, but really funny. It's good. Yeah. So just kind of. That's what you're stuff. watching now. Yeah, I yeah I don't I don't know why. Younger Leah really liked to just turn on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and yeah, it just ugh. that was in the past life. It was old me. <laughs> <laughs> what have you, what about Grand Rapids? Have you really grown accustomed to? Um, um, you can you can say pros and cons. I just I think. It's uh, what I, that I've grown accustomed to. I think yeah, yeah. the natural beauty of the West Side is cool, and there's like more going on. Just being near the city, being able to go downtown and like have fun with friends. Um, yeah. Not that Lansing was terrible, but there's just like there's just more in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I really like the West Side. Sorry, yep. East Side, but <laughs> I yeah. really like it over here. Being close to Holland, being yeah, yeah close to the water, so mm-hmm. sure, pretty cool. Good. I I'm gonna read this this part of a of a WordPress post when you're at uh, camp in Glen Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. You went back to you went to camp 2015 then. Yeah. Glen Arbor, and you're getting into a routine with fall training back then, and I think Walt was just talking about the trees around camp oh, and it was yeah. so poetic yeah. it's like man that's a it's a great uh yeah. comparison to to the running life so he said uh 
compared us to the trees around the camp that had decided to grow on this gigantic ledge overlooking Lake Michigan. And then you wrote, parenthetically, bear with me here, and reminded us that those trees survive harsh winters, massive windstorms, hot summers, and a steep slope because of the strength of their roots. Every hardship, every element, every ounce of struggle forces their roots to grow even stronger, making it so they can continue to hold the tree up through a slew of harsh conditions. He remind us that, reminded us of the importance and the necessity of facing adversity. Adversity strengthens our roots. Our roots hold us up through change and discomfort, and that process makes us stronger. And how cool is that to huh. hear that from... 2015 yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's funny yeah so that just that like hit home with me too that's so cool and i wanted to just see if you remember him telling that Mm, story and and how you take it take those words now into your life yeah i think 2019 age 27 yeah yep my roots were being formed then you know yep and a lot of the lessons that i learned from him and in that environment i had to really really utilize um the last few years yeah kind of keep myself going you know and keep getting back up so um yeah that is wild to know that i wrote that then (laughs) and reading it now i'm like oh yeah (laughs) sure sure. yeah well you're right spot on (laughs) yeah and I know at the end of another interview you did you were just giving all these shout outs and it was like winning an award and I'm not gonna make you do all these shout outs I just know the support systems are real and you you have the love you need and and the family too it's cool to hear how tight-knit you are with the siblings and with mom and dad still and I'm sure how how present they were and have been yeah. through your career yeah. and through any and all things that life throws at you super super lucky to yeah. have the family that I do my yeah. gosh they are uh, they're so cool like yeah so supportive yep. of anything and always there so cool. yeah, yeah I know that that's not always normal and sure I'm very thankful for them thanks again to Leah O'Connor for joining the podcast much appreciation Leah for taking that much time out of your day to join me in conversation Follow Leah on Instagram, at Leah underscore O'Connor. Follow Gazelle Elite Racing Team, at Gazelle Elite Racing. Follow Leah's dog, Harper, at The Golden Harper. Find and read Leah's writing on Medium.com. Hooray Run on social media, Facebook page, Instagram, at Hooray Run, HoorayRun.com. Email, HoorayRun at gmail.com. Hooray Run Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud. Subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend, recommend. Much appreciation for the listen. Thanks, as always, to Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud for the intro-outro beats. 30 episodes in the books. 